0: Coke with coffee. We blended Coke with rich coffee for one very good reason. Your afternoon pick-me-up routine needed it. Simple as that. Coke with coffee. Welcome to the Gary and Stein Sports Show. Alongside Will Stein, I'm Troy Geary. Uh, Follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. And coming soon here in a couple of weeks, the Sideline Sports Network. Uh, We have a partnership with them that we're excited to announce. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the NFL schedule that came out last Thursday. Uh, Give you uh, five or six games that we both think um, are intriguing, um, which people should watch. And uh, give you a little storyline for each one. So, uh, Will, uh, let's start with you. What do you got?
1: So the first game that I'm really intrigued by is the Denver Broncos at the Seattle Seahawks week one on Monday night football. Russell Wilson returns back to Seattle as a visitor. And let's see how the Seahawk fans react when Russell comes in out of that opponent locker room. So I'm really intrigued to see how the Seahawk fans welcome Russell Wilson
0: back to the Emerald City. Yeah, the NFL really uh, got that one right. Russell Wilson returning uh, to his uh, first home in Seattle. And uh, those fans, I uh, hopefully they'll give him a great uh, ovation. Um, you know, it wasn't his fault that he was traded. So that's that's a great game to start right off at the bat. Um, I uh, have the, the uh, Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Excuse me. Uh, week six um if anybody was paying attention last year the playoff game that was a shootout uh back and forth and uh as far as uh buffalo's for buffalo's sake the coin toss was their um nail in the coffin because if had they won the coin toss maybe buffalo would have won that game but uh i'm sure um that's going to be a great offensive game i know the chiefs lost tyreek hill and some of their other players on defense, uh, Melvin Ingram deciding with the Dolphins, but uh, I think that's going to be another great game to watch. Uh, Any thoughts on that game, Will?
1: So with Buffalo and Kansas City, you know, you're going to see a ton of offense and almost little to no defense at all. So it's going to come down to who has the ball last. Will it be Josh Allen or will, will it be Patrick Mahomes? I think whoever has the ball last will probably win that game. It's probably going to be like a 48-41 to 41 type of game or a 49-42 type of game. Hopefully it doesn't go into overtime this time. Otherwise, we might have a, a new coin toss issue type of thing.
0: All right. What's the next game you got on your list?
1: so sticking with those chiefs i have chiefs at buccaneers week four because patrick mahomes is the up and is the face of the nfl currently but i mean you guess who you have on the other side you still have tom brady and as long as tom brady is on is playing football in this era it seems like he's always a formidable opponent and with this being a farewell tour for Tom Brady I think that Kansas City and Tampa Bay is going to be a big matchup especially since it's on Sunday Night Football week four
0: yeah three months ago if you would have told me that uh, that game would be on the radar I would say you're crazy Uh, Tom Brady just retired and I I I was not really shocked but I wasn't expecting him to be back Um, they also have a new head coach uh, Todd Bowles So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, rematch of uh, Super Bowl 55 or excuse me, 54 and uh, that the Tampa Bay one. So that's down in Tampa. Um, I'm sure, uh, like I said, the uh, ratings are going to be high on that game. Uh, Chiefs uh, fans travel well, so it should be a good game. Uh, The next game I have uh, kind of intriguing matchup is the Jaguars versus the Eagles. And I know you think I'm crazy when I say the Jaguars, but uh, they've gotten better. I think this off season uh, with the draft, Uh, they spent a lot of money in free agency and their new head coach is Doug Peterson, who uh, of course was in Philadelphia. And um, so he returns to Philly um, week four and they just unveiled a statue of him uh, for the his Super Bowl win um, last off last off season. So um, having to play the team with a statue right outside your stadium, knowing those Philly fans are um, they're easily to forgetting the Super Bowl, they're hard to uh, deal with. As me and Will both know, um, 2017 NFC Championship game, um, I was berated with uh, all kinds of stuff, insults batteries <laughs> the works so um, hopefully he'll get a good reception because like I said he's given another that uh, Super Bowl uh, what do you think of that will
1: well you're not lying about those Philadelphia fans with they can be really intense about their football team and sometimes they forget to treat their whether the opponents fans or the opponent, themselves sometimes they act like the opponents don't exist with those fans out there but overall it will be intriguing to see how the fans react to Doug Peterson's return to Philadelphia
0: yeah like I said he he, uh, helped him uh, get to that Super Bowl and actually ultimately win it in uh, 2017-18 uh right here in Minneapolis. So uh hopefully they'll they treat him, give him a warm, uh, at least a warm welcome back. And um yeah, so uh what's the next game you got on your list there, Will?
1: Speaking of Minneapolis, how about the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving night? You have Bill Belichick who has one of the who's one of the best defensive minds to ever be a part of this game and you have rookie head coach kevin o'connell who was drafted by bill belichick in the 2008 nfl draft in the third round so essentially the first year head coach going against the head coach that drafted him in his playing days that will be interesting that's a little interesting fact about the upcoming matchup Also, the fact that it's on Thanksgiving, everybody's watching. Can Kirk Cousins overcome playing poorly in a national audience? We'll see. Against a defense like that, New England, it's going to be a lot tougher. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's a home game, primetime game. I know Kirk Cousins in the past has primetime record. Uh, not the greatest. I think it's he was last time I checked, I think it was like two and 13. Um, so hopefully uh, the big lights of the Thursday night football game, Thanksgiving, doesn't get the best of him. Uh, and hopefully it turns out to be a good game. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, I have the Patriots versus Raiders week 15. Uh, the Raiders hired Josh McDaniels, um, you know, longtime New England assistant under Bill Belichick. So uh, I like to see that kind of chess game going back and forth. You know, uh, basically, Bill Belichick was his protege for all those years. So seeing them going up against each other, uh, I think that would be a pretty fun matchup to watch and see. Uh, you know how well they they know each other, uh, and if they can figure out what the other ones doing. What do you think of that game, Will?
1: That's gonna be an interesting matchup pupil versus professor um i think josh mcdaniels is more prepared as a head coach this time because when he went to denver last time it was pretty much a disaster i mean he traded away jay cutler to the bears which ended up probably being the best thing he probably ever did for that football team but then he goes back and drafts tim tebow in the first round it's like interesting I when nobody else had a first round grade on Tim Tebow. But I think he's more prepared to accept the role as head coach. And I think he will be a help in Derek Carr's career as they recently got Devontae Adams. So I kind of see the Raiders beating the Patriots in that game.
0: Yeah, I'm saying the Raiders should be much improved uh, from what where they were. Um, I know the whole dysfunction last year of the John Gruden incident. Um, they hired Mike Mayock two or three years ago from the NFL Network. Um, and his draft, uh, I mean, he was a better analyst than he was a GM because uh, the guys he drafted, um, I think they only have one of those guys still on the team, and they – didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Uh, actually, of all three of them, Josh Jacobs, uh, Farrell, and I think the other one was uh, uh, Jonathan Abraham. So Jonathan, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So yeah, um, hopefully this uh, time around, Josh McDaniels uh, is uh, has a better record and uh, can hang around a little bit longer. Um, guys like him, uh, Pete Carroll, even Bill Belichick, the second time around, had much more success. So any other games, uh, Will, you have on your list here?
1: So the Cleveland Browns travel to the Houston Texans on December 4th. I wonder what those Texan fans are going to think of Deshaun Watson returning to Houston as a member of the Cleveland Browns. That will be an interesting game to watch because I don't know how those Texan fans feel about Deshaun's departure I think a lot of them are just happy that the fact that it's over but they still have to see him one more at least one more time if he's even going to be playing this year because of those because some stuff not settled by the NFL yet so we'll see but I think Browns and Texans is going to be a sneaky game to watch in December.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know the NFL uh, this week or next week is meeting with Mr. Watson to probably discuss anything that they have still have questions about. So I think a decision should be happening here, I would say, within the next month uh, if he's going to be at that game. Uh, and if he is, um, you know, I think he'll get a mixed reaction from the fans, half the team or half the fans, I think, loved him, um, you know, and were supportive of him. And half of the other fans are probably not in his corner and didn't like how he, um, you know, the whole process went down and last year. Um, basically sitting out the whole season. So that'll be interesting to see if uh, if he's playing in that game, what kind of reaction he'll get. Um, so uh, the next game I have, I have two more games that I'm intrigued by. Uh, the first one is the Bills and the Rams week one. Um, could it be a Super Bowl 57 preview? Um, I think both those teams um, have improved. Uh, and like I said, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year and they get Allen Robinson. Uh, the Bills, they they load up again. Uh, they get, uh, you know, they got a new tight end Zama. Um, they got another wide receiver. They had a pretty good draft. And you got Josh Allen uh, another year behind his belt. Uh, still angry about that Chiefs game. So what do you think of that game, Will?
1: That game is going to have a lot of star power on th- to open up the season. And I think that's the best move they could have done based off of the amount, based off of what home games were available for the Rams to choose from. I even predicted that was going to happen about a week before the NFL came out. So it's like, look for the Rams and the Bills to be your season opener. And sure enough, I was correct. So.
0: Yeah, that was a great call. Um, Any other games you have? I have one more, but do you have uh, any other games that
1: are must to watch? As I was looking at this further, I was actually looking at the Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints. Because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase excelled at LSU. And Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase return back to where they won the national championship at Superdome. And they return back to Louisiana where they excelled in their college career. So I think Cincinnati-New Orleans is going to be an interesting game to watch. Based off of the successes in college of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and now they're on the same team in the National Football League.
0: Yeah, and you got the LSU connection again with the Saints. They uh, this offseason they got uh, Tyler Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry just signed there last week, so um, kind of a homecoming for them. Um, they've improved their team this offseason, so. Um, If you asked me about a month ago what I was thinking about that game, I probably would have said Cincinnati probably just kind of blows them out. Uh, But the Saints, uh, like I said, got improved. Uh, Matthew Landry, um, they have the LSU connection too. So that should be a fun game to watch. Uh, The last game I have is uh, week 17, and that's going to – I'm going to dub it the SoFi Bowl, the Rams versus Chargers. Uh, they both don't even have to leave uh, for a road game. You know, it was just opposite ends of the locker room. Um, both their home stadiums, um, but uh, the the biggest question I have is: Are they, are they going to sell that game out? Because we both know um, football in LA um, lately has, especially at that stadium, the Chargers. Uh, it's mostly they're they're the road team because they have more opponent opponents fans there. And the Rams, um, they, they're they a little bit more of L.A. team, uh, hopefully more now since they won the Super Bowl. But uh, they also don't have a lot of fans attending their games. Um, it's usually about half and half with the opposing team. So uh, what do you think of that game, Will?
1: So the Rams and the Chargers, that's going to be interesting. I think it all – comes down to well the additions that the chargers made in the offseason will it be enough to outlast the rams because the rams went all in last year when they pretty much mortgaged their future for von miller and matthew stafford by not having a first round draft pick now with the Chargers this year, they spend money galore. They get Khalil Mack. They get J.C. Jackson. They get Zion Johnson from Boston College in the draft. I think it's going to be closer than you think. And I think there's going to be a lot of city supremacy, kind of like the Lakers and the Clippers. But right now, I think the Rams got the Chargers by a landslide as far as fandom in the city of Los Angeles.
0: Yeah. uh, Like I said, the Rams are, like you said, compared to the Lakers. And the Chargers are the Clippers of L.A. right now. Uh, Of course, the Chargers want to change that. They have a young quarterback and Herbert and a pretty good team. Um, Hopefully, they uh, can uh, compete against the Rams and make that a good game and they want to be LA's team. So, I mean, there's only one city, two teams. So um, them fighting it out, uh, at least for that week, um, to see who's superior uh, should be a good game. Uh, let's uh, segue into our next segment. Um, we're both uh, excited that uh, weather up here is warm enough for us to go golfing. Uh, we've both been hit the course quite a bit. And, uh, this week, week, we have the PGA championship coming up, uh, down in Oklahoma, uh, will uh, I'll let you start out and give me you your thoughts and, and give me a winner if you got one.
1: So my, one of my thoughts is the crowd is going to the crowds are going to follow Tiger Woods at Southern Hills in Oklahoma, just like they did at Augusta because it's. Like oh, Tiger's back. That's an immediate storyline right out the gates. So I see a lot of people following Tiger. Um, I would say it's you have to play to the heat of that course from tee to green. You have to be really spot on. I would say three play, a few players to watch: John Rahm. I would say Dustin Johnson is another player to watch. I think ultimately your winner will be Jordan Spieth. Okay.
0: Yeah. The tiger, again, another interesting, um, storyline, you know, a um, month ago, we never thought he would be at the masters and, uh, for him to make the cut was remarkable. I know he had a rough weekend. Um, but, uh, for him to come back again, um, is uh like i said it's it's gonna be like uh, happy gilmore out there with tiger uh there's gonna be all kinds of the crowds are gonna be gravitating towards him and um hopefully he'll have a good week and uh at least make the cut um as far as uh the other players in the field um the guy that i'm looking uh, to to look for maybe to win um he was a little too late um at the masters and that was uh, Rory McElroy. Um he came back and had a great Sunday and um uh, so I think he's he's a guy to watch. Um again Speeth's a good one. He's been playing well. Uh, he finished uh, runner up last week here uh at the Byron Nelson. Um and John Rahm. Uh, I always like him. He he's he's a good long hitter. He plays good majors. He just has to uh, get over the hump here and um, I think he'll have a good weekend. So um, anything else with the uh, PGA tour uh, this week?
1: Um, With the PGA championship, I'm just, it's like, we're we're just, it's another major. It's another event that showcases the players at their best and, that's where you get most of your golf action is with the majors. That's where you see some of the, how the good become the great and the great become the best and the best eventually become the legends that have stories that will be around for the rest of our days.
0: Okay. Okay. And one of the guys that won't be there this week is uh, last year's winner, Phil Mickelson. Um, he had some, you know, controversial uh, statements a couple of months ago about the Saudi league. And that's another uh, topic we're going to talk about briefly here um, about uh, these guys wanting to uh, basically uh, use this breakaway league and play Uh, The PGA tour has decided that they're not letting anybody um, they're not granting any waivers for that. Um, So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many of these guys are going to take their objections uh, to court and um, go over there and play. I know there's a couple of events here in the United States coming up, one in Portland and Chicago, I think later on this summer. Um, So uh, any thoughts uh, on that,
1: Will? So, as far as the Saudi league, I still think there's, it's too relatively new to be promising some of these players so many such amounts in purses where you don't know where you're going to be getting that money from. Because I know Greg Norman is behind it. And I think that could something, come out of it in the future yes but i don't i wouldn't want to sacrifice the golf career that i've already established on the pga tour to go to something that's quote-unquote unknown at this time
0: yeah and a lot of guys that are considerate um haven't won in a while and are you know mid 40s late 40s um looking to get looks like a payday i mean to me, uh, I know the last place gets 120000 uh, but if you don't know how long this league's going to be around, um, would you jeopardize your future in the PGA Tour to do that? And uh, that's a decision those guys need to make. Um, but if I think I can still win, um, I'm not going to do that because if that folds and then now I can't fall back on the PGA Tour, your basically career is over. Uh, the guys that are considering it, the names out there, um, you know, Sergio Garcia, uh, Lee Westwood, um, Hendrick Stinson, those guys haven't won in a while. So I can see how they want to probably, uh, you know, go over there and try to get as much money as they as possible uh, before they're, they retire um, or even go to the senior tour. But is it worth jeopardizing your card? Uh, like I said, I don't think it's worth it, um, for something that, like you said, is, is not known. Um, you don't know if it's going to last or if it's going to be stable. So, uh, that's something to follow. Um, any, or any more thoughts on that? Will?
1: no, you, we've pretty much covered all of the unknowns with that golf league, I, if, if there is maybe some way that the PGA and this new golf league can combine resources to give more opportunities to players in the future. I, something that I could see happening, but as far as right this minute, I just don't see any type of partnership with that league with the PGA. Just because it's because it, the PGA has like different core values than what the Saudi tour is advertising to these potential players or prospects, whatever you want to call them.
0: Yeah, and I like I said it's a little bit more political as far as you know what uh, the Saudi government uh, has done in the past. With uh, you know, there was American journalist that was killed there, and. So that's uh, one of those touchy subjects. Um, so we'll talk about that another day. Um, next, uh, we're going to talk uh, about NBA's uh, playoffs here. Uh, we got four teams left, Will. Um, the Mavs versus the Warriors in the Western Conference and the Heat and Celtics. Uh, do you got a prediction for the NBA Finals?
1: If they had to ask me right now... I would go Golden State against Boston,
0: okay uh I have the total opposite I have the Mavs and the heat uh I think the Mavericks are playing really well right now. I know the suns uh they they had one of the best records in the league this year, and um they kind of pretty much held them quiet that game seven uh one by forty. And Luka Doncic, uh he is uh, the real deal. As far as the other uh, Eastern Conference uh, finals, uh I have the Heat over the Celtics, um Jimmy Butler and company um are playing well. Uh I know that the Celtics they had they had to go through Milwaukee a grueling seven games, and uh I know the Heat finished uh off the 76ers and six, so I just think they're a little bit more rested and uh, ready to go. So I have the Heat versus the Mavericks in the NBA Finals. Uh, Switching over to NHL playoffs, we got uh, eight teams left uh, in the Western Conference. We have the Oilers versus the Flames and the Blues and the Avalanche. Uh, I have the Calgary Flames and the Avalanche advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, In the Eastern Conference, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. And I have Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers advancing um, to the Eastern Conference Finals there. Uh, Predictions for that, Will?
1: So in the West, I have the Avalanche beating the Blues, and I have the Flames beating the other... Oilers Oilers thank you I have the Fl- Flames and the Oilers and I have Colorado going to the Stanley Cup as far as the East Tampa Bay and Florida that's going to be a bloodbath I think that goes in games but I think Tampa Bay goes on and wins that series and then the Rangers and the Carolina um, Carolina, I think Carolina squeaks by one of our own, Nino Nino Rider, is still skating for Carolina, I believe. So, I think that Carolina and Colorado, and I think Carolina takes the whole thing. No, Colorado takes the whole thing, excuse me.
0: Okay, yeah, I have Colorado winning the whole thing, they're just the pretty dominant first round Uh, they swept the Predators and the Blues came off a hard-fought series with the Wild Um, so yeah I have Colorado uh, taking the title this year the Stanley Cup Uh, they're just a complete team Um, just yeah probably one of the best they had and they've won uh, three or four cups back in the you know late 90s with Patrick Waugh and uh, Claude Lemieux. So this is probably one of their best teams. Uh, and that's saying something. So, um, that's what I got there for that. Um, yeah, this has been a great uh, time again. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, once again, check us out on Apple, Spotify, and anchor. And, uh, soon here, the sideline sports network is going to, uh, help our expand our platform. And we're going to do some stuff with them. So uh, join us next week. Um, We're going to start having guests here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll have a lineup uh, and we'll let you know who those people will be. But uh, thanks again. This has been a presentation of Gary and Stein Productions.